It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Today, we have a special guest. She is a primal run athlete. So for everyone that you know, maybe you don't know, I coach for primal run. So she's not one of my athletes, but she is part of the team. So welcome to the podcast, Natasha Swirly. Hi. Did I say Uh, it right? Because I always butcher names. (laughs) (laughs) You did. did, And I'm so proud of you. Um, I just go by Tasha because Natasha is really formal. And um, most who know me, meet me. um, Formal is is not my first nature. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for having me today. Absolutely. So how are you feeling? You uh, you just you did a big race that we'll get to later. But are you feeling pretty good or? I'm feeling, oh my gosh, like way better, um, than I had expected. Um, kudos. I'm not using a walker. (laughs) (laughs) um, I was actually really expecting me to need a walker after that, but, uh, no, I, um, I was back to running on uh, Wednesday and Thursday and, and, um, not just like some casual running. I was doing like eight hundreds at a sub seven pace on Thursday. And, oh, that's uh, fun. Yeah. 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 And like eight 30 ish pace on Wednesday night for three and a half miles. So what made you want to jump right back in after a big race and do eight and seven minute paces? <laughs> oh my God. So, um, I have this thing called competitiveness <laughs> in mm. me sometimes. Yep. So yep. Wednesday I met with a group. Um, so I live out here in Eastern Pennsylvania and I met with a group, um, at the Aardvark run store in Bethlehem PA. Um, and they, uh, there was a dude there. He's a fellow Navy guy. Um, we get to talk and find out that we were stationed together at our first, com- like first command back in 2001, 2002 timeframe. Well, we're both like mind blown over this whole thing and we want to like chat. Well, I can't run and chat at eight something paces, but apparently like sevens are slow for him. So I'm, I'm intrigued by this whole situation. Like I just like, we're in Eastern PA, by the way, we worked on an aircraft carrier out of those few years we were stationed together. Never once crossed paths, never Hmm. saw this guy. But now I'm in Eastern PA. We're both retired from the Navy and, oh, here we are. Right. So, well, I want to hear him tell me his stories about what he, what he's been doing and where he's gone and whatever. So I got to keep a pace. Yeah. (laughs) And he forgot that I ran 70 miles. So I'm just like, oh, like dying the whole time. (laughs) And we get back to, we finish, we finish the three and a half miles and I sit down at the table outside the run store and I start wailing and bawling. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it finally just hit me what happened over the weekend and that I was holding these paces and I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What a great introduction for this guy. I know, right? This chick was trying to run with me. She's dying. All of a sudden, she sits down and starts crying. (laughs) (laughs) Tells me her whole life story. Like, you know, like, um, you know, like, like, what is wrong with her? You know, whatever. Um, And then, and then the next day, Thursday, 
I go to uh, an, my other local town, Emmaus, and they, they're hosting a little run. So I was like, great, I'll, uh, I'll go check out, you know, because I'm trying to meet some folks, you know, whatever. So I go check it out. Well, that day we're going to do some Earth Day trash cleanup. But in between, we're doing 800s. So you're going to go do an 800 and then you're going to come and clean up some trash while the other half of your group runs the 800. So I was like, okay, so there, I was like that last guy picked because nobody knows who I am. So I'm hearing them say like, oh, I want you on my team, like to other folks, like you're fast, you're fast. And I was like, okay. And I was just kind of like waiting, you know? And, um, and I was like, Hey, um, what team do I go on? And they're like, ah, just, you're going to come with us. Okay. So so I was like, great. So we decide like, who wants to run first? Who wants to go second? And they're like, uh, do, you know, um, do you want to run fast or slow? I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm just going to run. So we take off for our first loop after they'd already identified like, oh, that this person's fast. You know, I want them to run first, blah, blah, blah. Well, I take off and I'm holding like six fifties. <laughs> and like, all I know is they're behind me and that's where I want them. But I don't oh, know where I'm going in this loop either. So I keep like looking back, like for any sort of like reference, I'm like, which way to turn? Then we get back and I was like, well, shoot, I could do this again. Like long recovery, picking up trash and the other runners are slower. <laughs> so I did that four times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, so needless to say, like I woke up, uh, so that was Thursday night. I woke up uh, yesterday morning. I was a little sore. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> I did some mobility and stretching and I was like, oh, this feels great. <laughs> That's super funny. I can't believe it. No way. I mean, I don't even after a big race, like I don't even like like to walk around for a week or so and you're out here doing seven minute pace. I know, I know. And that's why uh, like I sat back at the table and I was like, oh, like because I was like, where is this coming from? Why am I doing this right now? what effort is this? Why? <laughs> That's so funny. So, so you mentioned you were in the Navy. Did, um, how many years did you do in the Navy? 20 years and 12 days. Oh, nice. So as yeah. soon as that time was, you just hit the button, you were like, yep. Oh yeah. No, I tried <laughs> to retire on the day, but there's all these policy rule things that you have to retire on certain days of the month. And I was like, sure. You got me for an extra few. So, nice. uh, but yeah, 20 years, 12 days. And, um, just retired two years ago. This okay. this August to be officially two years. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Feels good. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sure it does. <laughs> it's, coming. I, I, it's coming. It's coming. I got I got three. I got three years left. But who knows? Maybe I'll do more. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you pick up running while you were in the military? I mean, I know we have to run. Um I I used to run um, 1.5 mile a year, and that was on my test that I was required to run. <laughs> my God. So my sports history pre-Navy, I played kickball when I was six and a season of soccer when I was 13, and that, that's it. <laughs> so, uh, I barely graduated high school. Um, thank you. Like, now we can say it because back in 01, you couldn't say these things. It wasn't legal, but thank you to pot. For getting um, the alcohol didn't help either. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I did, I, I was doing the mandated, you know, three mile a year club. 
uh, yep. for the Navy. And, Is that what y'all do? Uh, y'all do three miles? No, it's three miles a year. So or I mean, three mile, like a three mile month. test. Yeah. And I absolutely despised it. Oh, I hated it. I was like, oh God, I, I got to run. Like I hated it. I'm a runner um, now, obviously. And I hate doing the PT test. Like I just did one last week and I was like, I was dreading it. I put it off for a couple of weeks and I'm like, why am I like, and then I'm nervous the day of like, yeah. here's the funny thing, the push-ups, the sit-ups, like I know, obviously I can max those out, but then when it comes mm-hmm. to the run and I'm, why am I nervous for the run? I, yeah. it's 10 minutes of running. Like I know I just, but I'm nervous. And then I get out there and I, I, you know, for me, I kill it. And I'm just like, oh, okay, that's done. I have to do it again for another year. But it's like, every time it comes up, I'm like, why am I nervous for this? I don't understand. I tell people that. And they just like, what? I know. And I would get the same way. Like I started running, um, in 2008, I was on recruiting duty and, um, my uniforms are getting a little snug. And, um, <laughs> so I remember like thinking like, oh, the Navy taught me this thing, like running, um, you know, and running is cheaper, uh, then not now, but then was cheaper <laughs> than to go buy uniforms. So I started running, I ran my first 5k and I was hooked. The community hooked me. Yep. Um, but fast forward, it took me another couple of years to muster the courage to do a half marathon, which was my first was in, uh, 2010. And then my first full marathon was in 2014. Um, that came about because I was Yet again, not selected for uh, E7. So I was like, well, if I'm not selected for E7, I'm just going to go train for a marathon. Well, I ran my first marathon. I swore I would never run another marathon again. It was miserable. <laughs> so <laughs> I um, said the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then fast forward a couple more years, like I've, I've been in and out of running. So after that marathon, I got really heavy into weightlifting but then I ran another 5k and I was hooked all over again. And, um, then I moved to California again in 2015 and I was introduced to trail running and my whole world changed. Um, and then I paced ultra runners and my whole world changed even more. And I ran my first 50 miler. So I went from a marathon to a 50 miler. Um, (laughs) I know, right? Like, yeah, I didn't want to run a 50 K because that meant it's too close to a marathon right yeah because i didn't like the marathon so i'm just gonna go even numbers now instead of these 26.2s you know (laughs) (laughs) so i ran my first 50 miler in tillamook oregon and it was the most stunning gorgeous course i've ever been on uh the most miserable race i've ever endured (laughs) what Um, was the name of it the Tillamook burn. Oh, okay. That's, oh yeah. I've heard of that one. Yeah. Super gorgeous waterfalls, lush trees, just the terrain was just, it just breathtaking. Yeah. Um, I did not know about electrolytes or salt pills. Oh, that's fun. So I ran the whole thing without any such <laughs> electrolytes or salt pills. Oh my gosh. I, like, I, bet, I bet you that was the last time you did that. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> my best friend was crewing me and the poor girl, like I threw a sandwich at her at like mile 37. I was so angry. She was, you need to eat. And I was like, fuck you. And like, <laughs> I like, I was like chewing on chips and spitting them out at the same time. Cause it just oh, like, that's so it funny. was miserable. It's <laughs> the like lesson. 
those hard lessons that they, they teach yes. you a lot. Yes. Oh, definite reflections. Like, you know, like way better training now. Um, yeah. so that was 2019. And then I retired in 21 and, um, you know, the whole world was in its own, like yeah. shambles at the period. So I went on just like, after I retired, I went on like, a uh, I don't know, post-service cruise per se. Like I traveled the country and did a lot of things just would run periodically, but didn't actually have any goals, any plans in mind. So when I moved back to Pennsylvania in May of last year, uh, April, May timeframe, um, I'd already been in contact with Aaron, uh, Stacy. And I was like, Hey, I really like your approach. Like, let's make some goals. And, and that's how I got into the primal run coaching. Since then I've run, um, we started from scratch. So I started with a 10 miler, a 17 miler. Then I went to a 50 K with 8,000 feet of gain. Ooh, um, that was which, miserable. Which one was that one? Uh, Virgil crest up in Ithaca, New York. Oh. Um, but in New York, wow. In New York, yeah. And um, this is at the same time I'm finding out that, oh, by the way, I'm anemic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so now I'm like learning that like, oh, this would explain like my oxygen flow. This would explain <laughs> my cramping, my sluggish energy. Wow. So I started going through iron infusions. And then from the 50K, I ran the Marine Corps Marathon. PR'd in that. Nice. Um, did you run the run... actual marathon or did you run I... the 50K? Nope, I ran the marathon. Okay. Um, Because I like okay. how they say, oh, I'm running the Marine Corps Marathon 50K. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the 50K was impressive too. Yeah. Um, but a friend of mine had given me his bib. He uh, he was signed up for it, couldn't do it. Um, and uh, he asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And, uh, you know, being a trail trail runner, like it's kind of hard to go back to roads. Um, <laughs> but it was, it was a very humbling moment. You know, I, I like, I've got friends that are in retired or, or, you know, still in, in branches of service. So it was really honoring to be down there and, you know, whatever. Um, and then I went on to run, uh, another 50 in February of this year. And then um, just recently, last weekend, I, I made my attempt at my first 100. Um, so here we sit. That's my running history. Um, like nothing crazy. I'm not like recovering from anything. I mean, yeah, I suffer from some some mental things, but, uh, you know, being outside is kind of what. Don't we all? Me. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it brings exactly. me, it grounds me. So. Um, what 50 miler did you run in February? The Forgotten Florida. Forgotten um, Florida. Never heard of that. Yeah. One. It's so it's Flat. run on the it's run on the Florida Trail. And the Florida Trail runs from the tip of Florida all the way up through the panhandle and across into Alabama. So it's like eleven hundred total miles. Oh wow. Um and it's it's technically flat. I mean it's Florida, right? It's a flat trail so little to no elevation but it makes up for it in a lot of roots palms and no kidding knee deep marsh muck like literally you're doing high knees so you're like hip flexors and your hips and your glutes are like woo <laughs> really loving that like slosh as you're like, like trying to pull your legs out of each each Just little hole trying to keep your shoe on every time you yeah <laughs> yeah how many miles of mud was there 
Uh, there was miles. I don't recall how many. <laughs> 49 at least. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it felt like 49. <laughs> so did, uh, how'd you do on that? Uh, a sub 12 hour. Nice. So I got an 11.53. Yeah. Nice. So I got a two hour PR on that one. Nice. I haven't done a tw- yeah. sub 12 yet. That's, that's a goal of mine. Yeah. I, I keep finding these stupid ones that are like, let me do one that has like 12,000, 13,000 foot of climb. And so it's like, you're never going to PR if you keep finding harder yeah. and harder ones. Well, and you so. sent me the one like a 50K or 100K, excuse me, 100K with 12,000 feet of gain. <laughs> and you're, and you know, your base elevation is like 5,500. <laughs> over here, my base elevation is like 200. Yep. <laughs> and my peak is like 18, you know? <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's how it is here. Like it's only five, six hundred feet. I'm, you know, I sit pretty low here, but yeah, but our mountains go straight up. So they do. I don't have the elevation, but I have, you know, tons of room to play on on mountains and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. cool. Well, uh, what is something that has happened during a race or an adventure that's kind of embarrassing? Um Let's see. I mean, this is free talk, so it's not even really like embarrassing, but it's all, it's all open. You know, when you got to go, you got to go water bushes, but it was hilarious during the Marine Corps. This is why I love trails during the Marine Corps marathon. You get the pee jitters. Okay. So you get like all hyped up, you know, you get ready to run and there's like 25,000 participants. I shit you not. I didn't realize it was Um, that big. It's massive. And like, there's lines for the porta pots for days. So, <laughs> and they're, they're just, they're just germ things. So like, I'm in line. Cause you know, that's what we do. Right. We, we want to go like release. Like but seven I'm times. Like, this is, yeah. This is too much. And I'm like turning around and there's dudes in the trees and I'm like, well, screw this shit. So I went and I found a little bush to go, you know, of course, like, all the roadrunners are like, oh my God, like there's a girl squatting in a bush, like you. And I'm like, oh, like, welcome to dirt bag running. Like, <laughs> I really don't give a shit. You know, I'd rather go find a bush to water than go not touch anything. You know what I mean? But embarrassing wise, um, I've not, I'm, I'm thankful I haven't had anything like super crazy happen to me. Um, you know, I think the funniest things is like when I ran that first 50 miler, um, I was pretty sure I hit the aid station, the, the last aid station before the finish. I think mentally I hit it about six times. <laughs> I started to hallucinate and like every tree was becoming a friend. Cause I was like using sticks. Cause I was so hurting and I was like walking with these sticks and like screaming and crying and complete misery <laughs> wanting to be picked up by the, uh, the, the, uh, what do you call it? The sweepers. I was hoping the sweepers would come and tell me you fucked up. You failed. You, you have to quit now. And I was like cheering myself on to like, be a DNF, you know, a DQ for that. And like, so every tree I'd like lean on it and be like, and then like, just cry. And of course, like you're by yourself and the tree doesn't care. It's just going to be there. You know, it's kind of like when your dog sits there and is like, is you, are you done crying now? Are you done? Are you done? Cause I want to throw a ball. 
So I, and, and I gotta say like that's right now, the most embarrassing thing that's happened. Um, trail runs, I get lost all the time, all the time. Um, thank God for GPSs, but, yep. uh, nothing crazy. I don't have any like, uh, fun story on a trail run. I ate shit going down a hill. Um, I was on a run with a really hot guy, <laughs> <laughs> single girl life. Let me tell you. Okay. Um, I'm on a run with a really hot guy and he's ahead of me. And I was like, yeah, I got to keep up. Cause remember <laughs> she gets competitive and, um, and like, and I'm going down the hill and there's some scree. Well, then a root decide we're in San Diego and there's like no trees, but a root decides to pop out of nowhere and like <laughs> eat my leg. And like, and there's like a downhill grade. And I was like, oh, sure. Let me just face plant all this shit, you know? So I face plant everything and I slide down. Well, I'm in a sports bra and shorts. And like, now I have a root that punctured, like the only fleshy part under your kneecap. And I've got my right hip. That's just like screaming, like, Hey, 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 we're hurting. And then my whole stomach is just like covered in dirt, mud, sweat, blood. And I like do the air force push up, <laughs> and I start screaming the guy's name. And I was like, ah! like from the ground. And like, he comes back. We still have four and a half miles to get back to the store. Oh, no. no matter which way we went, it was going to be like four or five miles. So I was like, okay, that's why I've got like blood just dripping down. And I went home, took a bath. Was that the last time you saw him or? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, the best. I know. Oh, he was like, no, she can't hang. She's not. Yeah. Good this, is, this is why I quote this and I'm advertising. But this is why I quote that I'm single as fuck or safe. I'm safe. <laughs> I just can't get, get it right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just can't get it right. You go on a trail run with me, guarantee you somebody's going to eat shit. Nice thing is I'm certified as a wilderness EMT. So somebody's going to get a Band-Aid. That's funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Have you done any other run dates or was that your only one? Uh, or is that with the one and only? That you got I haven't really gotten into the dating scene. So. Oh, okay. Right. I mean, I don't know. We're getting personal here. <laughs> no, I mean, like between work, school, and then like training, it's been like, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like for somebody to be like, Hey, wow, she's cool. Like let's go. But you know, um, I, I don't know. Like I can't put myself in their shoes. Apparently I'm intimidating. Um, <laughs> Well, you run 70 miles and you go out and put seven minute miles down two days later. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't be intimidated by that? Yeah, I, can't I, I did not run any of that 70 at a seven minute pace. <laughs> None of that. Did you I tell them? Did you tell them that that when you were there? Did you like did. oh yeah, by the way, I just ran 70 miles this weekend. They're like, I, hey. did. I did. I did. Oh my gosh. I'm like, you're not getting a text back, promise you. <laughs> I saw They're like, today. wonder what like, she's like when she's you... fresh. <laughs> oh, and he just, thank God, he's just like, we're we're just like fellow vets, you know, whatever kind of friends. But like, oh my God, well he's not like, I'm not texting for an invitation back out there. I'm not ready for these sevens yet. <laughs> the guy told me he runs like sub three marathons. Y'all can have it. <laughs> I'm no. good. No. <laughs> 
What do I you like think it. is harder? Do you think a sub three marathon or a sub 2400 mile? I've seen that question a lot because the bar, the Barkley, the Boston Marathon just came up and I've seen that question popped up a lot. I yeah. have never ran a sub 24 and I've never ran a sub three. So I don't know. But what do you think would well, be harder? You know, and, and I was doing really well. Um, so this this race, I ran the Born to Run last weekend um, and I do, I finished 70 miles. Right. So in roughly I don't have official results yet. So roughly about 22 hours, mind you, two hours of that were napping. Um, but, uh, (laughs) right. Um, honestly, I think running at a faster pace for a distance takes more of a toll on the body than running at a slower pace for a distance. Um, you, yes, like you're pushing like sub four, sub threes, and you're, you're pushing your body a lot harder. Um, but knowing what I know about like aerobic and anaerobic and, and, and like studying anatomy and seeing how the body functions, you know, at the, at the micro level, um, I think it's, it's more challenging to run at a faster pace. Um, cause you're, you're doing full, like almost full, uh, like anaerobic capacity, yeah. like max, you know, aerobic capacity. And you're trying to maintain that for the course. And then when you finish, like you're completely depleted and your body is in that epoch stage where it's recovering all its oxygen stores and trying to push out all the rest of that CO2. And you're, you're just physically like breathing recovery for hours after. Um, whereas I think like when you run the hundreds, so long as you're maintaining proper fuel nutrition and, you know, when needed, take the breaks, but you maintain that pace and you conserve your energies, you know, throughout the course, I think a sub 24 is actually more, more promising. And I I mean, they're equally challenging, but more promising than a sub three. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I would think. (laughs) What do you think? I don't like how I feel after pushing hard, hard, hard runs. Cause you got a three hour effort versus a 24 hour effort. Mm-hmm. I guess the, the conditions would have to be good. I would say the 24 is going to be harder. Yeah. I think the 24 would be harder. Because no no offense to you at all, but the race begins in 100 miler after 70 miles. It and does. And so that's when your body is just like, what are we doing? Yeah. I don't like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, your mind. Oh, your mind too. Mind. Yeah. So it's like, it's I, not only like, I mean, I, I get I get that a sub three would be super hard and that's not something I ever want to do, but I I just, I have a hard time believing that a, a sub 24, I, I don't know. And there's people that run sub 24s all the time that will never run a sub three. So, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. it just comes down to personal, like what your person, personal body is, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, and I think if you can run a sub three, you could probably run a sub 24. Oh, so if they know how to sustain it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. I think like, um, but if you take a lot of the like professional trail runners, um, that run 17, 18 hour hundreds, yeah, you know, even down into the 14s, 14 to 18 hours, like, you know, they could easily go out there and run a sub three. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like your Camille Harris that just ran how many miles in 48? 
Yeah, I don't like remember. Like 240 or 240 or something like that. Insane. So, and she was doing yeah. like six, seven minute pace. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. So but she they're, they're a different beast than what we are. We're, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just I, saying like, like the, you know, I don't know. I feel like a sub 24 runner could easily run a sub three, but yeah. I'm going to get, I'm going to get messages for days on this and people will be like, no, that's not true. You can't do that. I, was like, oh. I don't know. And, and, but then again, there's the never say never. That's true. Never say never, you know, cause you, cause you have, I folks- know I never will run a sub three marathon. <laughs> I know. I know that for a fact. I have, yeah. And I know I have no desire to run Boston. Like, I, like, Road runs are just too much crowd, too much crowd. And I think that's kind of like, See, what- I don't mind the crowd thing. Like, I think it would be, I don't really want to run Boston either, but I think it would be a neat experience to run a race that has that crowd aspect to it. And the one that I can think of in our environment is like UTMB. Yes. Like UTMB yeah. just seems like such a cool, like environment because the streets are lined. Yeah. You don't have 25, 30,000 people running the race, but you know, you have the streets are lined in every little town that you run through. And I just think that would be such a cool, like, environment, you know. Agreed. And I don't know if, I'm sure we have those, some of those trail runs that are like that in the States that, where they do that. But, you know, that one that comes to mind is UTMB. But, and I think, and so I think that if we want to stick to our trail running and our ultra running and still kind of have what somewhat of an, a similar experience, that would be, you know. But yeah, I'm not, I don't want to run Boston either. Partially don't want to run it because I'll never get in, but because <laughs> <laughs> I got to run a sub three marathon to get in and that's not going to happen. Know, and I'm like, oh, that sounds miserable. <laughs> I just have to run a marathon <laughs> on the road. Yeah. Robbie's road. never ran a marathon. Oh, you've just done ultras, Robbie? Yep. <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> We're all I've never even run a 5K. <laughs> you don't even run a 5k never ran a 5k on the road well i mean oh i have God. but not a race yeah that's super funny that's hilarious like we're gonna have to get robbie out there doing something have you run a half on half one no dang <laughs> never done well, a road race well robbie we're gonna have to introduce you to it at least once at least once <laughs> Just yeah. so you know that you don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you know you don't like it. But... <laughs> Just reinforce it. They like follow the cute butts, you know? <laughs> or like run faster to avoid fart clouds. Because <laughs> then the road runs, that's all it is, is like fart clouds. Because you're just in the mix with everybody. It's like consumed by so many people and just <laughs> yeah the 30,000 or whatever I don't know how many people run those marathons those majors but I could just imagine like the first two miles would be miserable just you know like when you're starting crowd of 100 or any ultra like you know you're kind of together for maybe the first mile and then it kind of breaks up but mm-hmm. and it's just like all right we're walking oh we're running well we're back to walking you know it's like yeah. whatever else whatever the crowd's doing on a single track but Man, I couldn't imagine on a road like with that many people. I don't know how it works. I just see see them and then I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh. Well, and that's why they do it in waves because there's so many people. Um, even even this start that I had at the BTR, they're so they're so non-climactic. 
They're like, woo! And we just. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think the funniest thing, like when you go to a half marathon or a marathon, there's people like, you know, running up and down the road to like warm up <laughs> and there's people like stretching and like doing the leg swing thing, you know, and then you go to an ultra, like even a long ultra, you know, or even a 50 K there's people just standing there. Like most people yeah, are just freezing. standing there. <laughs> yeah. You're cold. You're like, oh, can we start this thing already? And then you just walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like smoking the last bit of their bogey or doing whatever, <laughs> you know, taking a last swig of their beer. Carbs. Everybody's you know? just reminiscing with everyone that they, you know, yeah, know. Yeah. cause everybody knows everybody community. So yeah. small. Yeah. Like, Oh, Hey, what's up, man. Like what's haven't seen you since last year, bro? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, or like, oh, what's the other ones? Um, like eating their pan. I was eating pancakes. I was finishing up the last of like a pancake when I started. Well, in the last one I did, I almost missed the start. Like the corral Ooh. was super long, and so it like had to run. Like it was kind of like a big half moon circle type thing that you run it through the corral, and like. I was taking pictures and everything before the race. And they were like, you got 10 seconds. And I was like, what? So like, we had to run, <laughs> had to, run to get in. Not that it mattered because like, I could have just started whenever, I guess, but. Mind you, that's the fastest he's run. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was behind 300 people. So we walked for the first mile anyways. Yeah. 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 Uh, super funny. Oh, it's when I ran the forgotten Florida 50. We were, so it's a point to point race. So we parked at the finish and we're bussed up to the start. So we get up to the start and it starts like, it was all cattle ranches. If you've never been to this area of Florida, there's a lot of cows, right? So we get to the gate and they got the gate open and, um, Sean, the race director, he was like, all right. So he pulls his phone up. We all like start listening to the national anthem play on his phone. (laughs) And we, we, we do our things like our personal, and he's like, all right, get out of here. And that was our start. <laughs> I love it. I love those I starts. Too. I love it. I love it. It's just so grand. Cause you're just like, yay. I get to dodge cow patties, you know? And, so funny. Hilarious. and then like this one at the BTR, um, you know, for those that don't know what BTR is born to run, um, the born to run, uh, race run is an, actually an extravaganza that Lewis Escobar puts on, um, based off the book. Um, yeah. it started, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago, and it's held on a private ranch. So no kidding. We are on a cattle ranch, um, off grid from everything. So he's out there with his pellet shotgun and um we're BSing about God knows what. And he's like, Oh yeah, I forgot. You guys gotta start. Bye. Like, and that was it. You know, we all just okay, and just start, start walking. So you said it's a- an extravaganza. What is what all yeah. the races are there? Um, so there's there's four day, hundred, fifty, thirty. So there's six races that he hosts over the, the week that that they're there. So the first race is a four-day course. Um, Wednesday through Sunday. Um, typically this is all held within, uh, mid April in, uh, Los Olivos, California. So the four day race starts at noon on Wednesday and it ends on at noon on Sunday, the runner, the participant has any choice of how far they want to go on what day, right? That it's all up to you. Um, then the uh, hundred mile starts at 6 PM on Friday night. 
Ooh. And you have 42 hours, so you have until noon on Sunday to complete your distance. Wow, that's a pretty good time. Yeah, it's great. And then um, Saturday morning, he has a 50, 30, and 10 miler that begins uh, at 7 a.m. The sixth race is for all the participants who are there, because because we're hosting this on a private ranch, um, every, every person has to be registered for an event to attend the event. Okay. So Lewis has a 0.0 race. So <laughs> it's great. Cause you still get a little prize. Um, that's to be determined every year. Uh, so it changes. Um, so, and what happens in the village stays in the village. So what they got this year, I have no idea because I was out running, but, um, yeah, so they do a 0, 0.0 for all the other participants or anybody who feels like running 0, 0.0. Um, you can you can earn your medal sitting in your chair. It's great. <laughs> do they have like an ultra sign up and everything on that one? Or uh I think so. Oh my gosh. How funny would that be to have that on your ultra sign up? Wonder what you know, my score right? would be. <laughs> yeah, what would they do? I would, probably, I would probably yeah. still go down. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you might as well. Like if you lay well, on everyone a winner, right? the start line, you win. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's a winner of 0.0. 0. <laughs> yeah. Um, the score would drop. <laughs> <laughs> I DNF'd my 0. 0.0. Oh gosh. So, but yeah, like, I, I, so everybody has like, everybody has a great time. Um, and it being an extravaganza, it's not your standard trail race. So there's camping. So people come in in their campers and it's all dry camping, right? So there's no hookups, nothing fancy. You're completely off the grid. For the most part, there's almost next to no cell service. You can't see the main roads because we're just like off in the middle of the ranch in the fields. Um, we may have been approached by a couple cattle, which is great. <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, the whole time there's a live band that's going on. There's other events that are going on. Some food trucks had come in. So they were selling some of their items. Um, Sally and Tracy are there. Uh, I think it's, it, it, they make pottery, which is where I got this little charm from. Um, so they hand throw pottery um, and sell it there. A lot of born to run related items yeah. as well as like other charms and such. Um there's, you know, live bands, talent shows. There was a wrestling match. Um, <laughs> there was a beer mile. Um, and for those that don't drink alcohol, you can sub it with seltzers of any drink style. So there's folks for chugging sodas, kombuchas. Oh well, my gosh, can you imagine kombuchas. doing the kombucha mile? Can you imagine chugging four kombuchas? Oh. That would be awful. It sounds horrible just oh, like, sounds you know, like having a beer. Seltzers uh, would be just as bad. Like your stomach would just be blown yeah. up. Oh, God. Well, and then Saturday night. So this is all like, I think Friday during the day, Saturday during the day. Well, Saturday night, they brought in another live band. They came in from LA. They were amazing. And um, they, they, we had prom night. So people were dressed in appropriate attire for adults on prom night okay. for adults <laughs> <laughs> so that means anything <laughs> oh there was a lot of things so <laughs> one one dude was out there in shaps <laughs> just chaps. that was it just chaps. 
<laughs> Nothing under them. So he had just like, everything was exposed. It was very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> no, this other person, this other person was out there in like this, this like pool float kind of thing of like a, a pterodactyl and it had like a six foot wingspan. <laughs> what? I'm not even kidding you. And like, just, it was amazing. Just, just people came out like their greatest garb and it was, it was epic. Just absolutely epic. That's too funny. Yeah. Yeah. So besides it just being an extravaganza, they did something really awesome this year. Um, I don't know if they did it last year, uh, so I can only speak to this event, but um, Zach Friedley is a, uh, he's a sponsored athlete by ON and he was there. So for the folks that are not familiar with him, he's an adaptive athlete. Um, he was born um, with a disfigurement. So he has a uh, prosthetic on his right leg and um, phenomenal person, phenomenal athlete. Um, well, he's been running a program with Lewis at this series, um, called born to adapt. And, um, so there was some other adaptive athletes that had come in of all ages, ranges and, um, uh, disabilities. And, um, you know, I had the honor of meeting these folks, um, two, two, I remember meeting them personally was Rome and he's a dual amputee and this, this young guy, Victor, and um, it was impressive to see them. Like I, I got a chance to see them on their go, on their challenge. And man, you want to talk about like emotions, like really humbles you, like, you know, as a runner, as an athlete, as a sports person, or just as a person in general, you know, when you look at these folks and they have surpassed what it means to can't, you know, and they've, they've overcome these obstacles, you know, that they have no control over. And here they are like, pushing miles in the dirt, you know, and just impressive and just yeah. the most amazing people. So what a true honor it was to, to meet them all. What distances were they running? Just all, uh, all different types, all different types. I think it varied on like their strengths, their personal strengths. There was a young kid there, probably like eight to 10 year old range. And he was, he's harnessed in an actual like wheel, not chair, but like his feet were touching the ground, but he still needed support from behind to help with steerage and push but he was moving himself and i think he got about a mile or two oh, cool. um i think victor told me he got about eight miles which was awesome um rome i forget how far he said he had gone but just regardless like forget the distance these guys were just incredible yeah. Well, I didn't know if they were just, if they were registered for, um, a typical race or if they were just out, you know, doing miles. Yeah. So Zach Freely had set up like his own challenge for these athletes. Um, so there was like, they weren't going to go out and do some of the same course that we were. So he had a separate course set up for them. So I'm not sure the distances or the specs on it. Gotcha. Um, but I think, I, I don't remember if Victor said he went out on some of the main course or some of these athletes may have, um, but you know, Zach had kind of set it all up. So I don't know all the, the exact details. Yeah, no, that's really cool though. Mm -hmm. It's pretty neat that they're, you know, incorporating them and bring them into our sport. That's, yeah. that's super neat. Yeah. And like some of them have experienced like the road run, but when you come to trail, like it's a whole different mentality and like Rome was loving it. Like, <laughs> I gave him, so 
I brought some athletic brewery out there and I gave Rome and Victor some. I was like, you guys got to have a beer. Like, it's not even a beer. You got to have a new beer. You know? <laughs> and like, and they just, they're like, really? I'm like, uh, yeah. So like, they're just chugging away at this, you know, sitting in the grass by their tent. They're like, yeah. <laughs> How old were they? Uh, Rome. I'm going to say Rome was probably in his late twenties, early thirties, maybe. And Victor probably about twenties. Okay. So Victor, Victor, he was, they were all just super, super sweet. Cool. Oh yeah. Well, well, let's talk about your, uh, born to run experience. Okay. Walk us through it. Oh man. So we get up there. I flew in Wednesday night, um, got into LA survived and then drove up to, uh, Solvang the next morning, (laughs) Thursday. So my best friend had picked me up in LA Wednesday night. Um, so she lives down in San Diego and, um, so we hoteled it Wednesday night and Thursday night, her husband met us. So now we're a trio, me, my best friend, Carrie and her husband, Jeff. And, um, so we get all our, our things together Thursday night. We're going to go into the village, uh, go into the camp village on Friday. So we get there Friday. I got to meet Chris McDougall. Um, the author born to run super guy, um, was going to meet Eric Orton, but he just ran the beer mile and he was a little beside himself. (laughs) Um, he was, uh, I was told that he found a tree and, um, stayed there and ran and, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, in his mind. Yeah. He was, he was being taken care of. Um, and then I met, uh, like Zach Freely, like I had met, and then of course ran into Lewis and, um, and his wife, Beverly and met a few other folks while down there. So we get our tent set up. I lay down and I take a nap. So I don't know what's happening between 12 and three. We got a race meeting at three, um, race kicked off around 6 PM. Um, it's my first time running at night in a long time. And I've never, never started a race in the PM hour. So it was really challenging to try and like settle into the tent. You got a lot of shenanigans going on around you. So a little bit of melatonin goes a long way. And, um, I barely got any sleep, maybe four or five total hours in the days prior to coming into the race. So I was already like feeling the nerves. Um, but I cranked out 40 miles by about 4am and, uh, what's the course design? What's that? What is the course design? Is it a loop? Um, it's like a, it is, it's two separate. So he divides it. It's one whole 20 mile lap, but divided in 10 mile loops. So it's almost like a figure eight, but it crisscrosses. Um, so like a figure eight. Yeah. Um, so you do crisscross some of the other runners, you know, um, through the course, uh, you do split some of the aid stations. There was aid stations every four to five miles ish. Um, the gradient, um, it wasn't bad. I mean, total in that 20 mile loop, I think roughly 2000 to 2,500 feet of gain total okay. in that tw- 20 mile loop. Um, the views went for days like this, this year was just absolutely stunning. The whole course was just like green and lush and you're on an active cattle ranch. So there's cows everywhere nice. and their remnants. So whether it be their carcass, <laughs> we definitely found some carcass. Um, which is fun because I'm studying anatomy and I got to identify some bones. So it's pretty <laughs> <good>. um, <laughs> uh, 
I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, this, look, this is a vertebra. Like it looks like a lumbar one because it's got a transverse. It's really big. Like <laughs> terrible for folks that might think that's macabre. Um, but uh, the views are stunning. And then so, and the temps were, were I, I couldn't have asked for a better run. Um, so I laid down around like four or five o'clock in the morning, took a two hour nap, which I was hesitant on because we know what happens when you lie down after a run, like you crank out 40 some odd miles, whatever mileage, you know, and you lay down and your body's going to be like, oh, yay, we get to rest and it's going to heal and lactic acid's going to build up. And mentally you might be ready to give in, like, screw this. I'm not going to do this anymore. So I get up at seven, the 50, 30 and 10 kicked off. And then I got back on the trail around like 730, 7:45, um, And I felt great. I was so thankful I took a nap and, um, so I get back out on the trail and I'm cranking miles away and, um, still feeling phenomenal by mile 60. But when I got into that loop, the heat really started to get me. Um, I did everything I could and what I know, I mean, I've been training here in Pennsylvania. Um, we had an extremely mild winter, but I've been training like below freezings to around freezing temps. And although the temps were mild, like 60, 70 degrees, the higher elevation that we were at and the full sun exposure with little to no shade, like no clouds and the dry air um, definitely made for a change. And so uh, between mile 60 and 70, I was wearing like long sleeve, a light jacket kind of thing. Um, but I developed some pretty severe heat exhaustion. Um, so when I was coming through at 70, like the shivering, like teeth chattering, kind of shivering. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm using my medical background, which is not extensive. I've been doing this a year, but like, you know, I have a wilderness certification as well. And I just know that like, there are some battles worth fighting and, you know, heat exhaustion can lead to heat stroke and heat stroke can lead to heat or death. Right. And I'm, um, you know, I, I'm not upset at all that I, that I pulled, uh, at 70, um, cause it took me a couple hours to re-regulate my body temperature between like getting more salts in me, warm broth. Like I dressed up in, in sweats and heavy fleece and blankets just it, while still under the sun. Like it's, it's kind of crazy how your body's homeostasis changes. Um, but like the whole experience was phenomenal. Um, you have no reason to be upset. You know, like everybody was super supportive. There was no like, Oh man, like, Whoa, that's a bummer. Like, like, no, it was more like, dude, I'm glad you're okay. You know, cause it, we want so bad to achieve certain goals. And my goal is to, to finish a hundred, but the hundred's always going to be there, you know? So, and, and they know that. And so it was just even more welcoming to know that like the support and the love was there. And there was nothing to be ashamed of for saying like, Hey, I can't control what just happened, but I'm going to rest. My body deserves the rest. So I can keep going on to go run like sub eights, you know, <laughs> less than a week later. <laughs> um, but the experience was absolutely phenomenal. Everybody there is family. Um, you know, it's, it's 100% love. Like it's, it's a total hippie fest for lack of better words. Um, 
absolute treasure. Like every person there is just happy and chill and there's no pressure. Um, and it's just an overwhelming welcoming experience for any runner, uh, or family member. It's just awesome. Yeah. That sounds actually like a lot of fun. It's a blast. Like you can't, you can't put it in words and what happens there stays there. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're Chris, like if you hit up Chris McDougall and you check out his Twitter page, he posted one of the pictures of the wrestling match. Oh, (laughs) so so what did you, what did you take away from your, your heat exhaustion and what could you have done different or better for your next hundred? Well, let's see. I mean, you can't control weather, right? Um, you know, and I did everything I can to, because you can't even control sunburn, all right? Truth is sunscreen actually doesn't prevent sunburn. It just prevents certain rays from hitting your systems. Um, so trying to, I, I think, wear a different jacket um, and uh I had a hat on, I had a jacket on. So like do my best to try and like acclimate a little bit, maybe try find a sauna out here, um, to kind of acclimate a little bit to dry heat, um, or take it slow. You know, um, I think my best bet is to approach this run, um, get better sleep during the day. And when I start Friday night to knock out the bulk of the mileage through the cold temps at night. Um, you know, Cali has desert weather and, and when it gets hot and that sun's on you, it's, it's full blown. Um, so I think like my takeaway is to, to, for the next one, cause I'm going to do this again, um, is to definitely focus on getting that rest initially and getting the bulk of my mileage out during the night and then worry about, you know, less and being able to slow down during the day. Um, you know, cause when you slow your pace down, you might be a little bit exposed, but you're not pushing as much effort to exhaust your body while under that heat. Yeah. And keep drinking water. <laughs> how, how was your nutrition? I was on point. Oh man. Like I'm so proud of myself because zero cramps. Yay. Um, and I front loaded. I front loaded a lot of electrolytes, um, the two days prior and then through the night, I front loaded a lot of electrolytes, but every hour I was taking, um, capsules, salt capsules. And then as the heat started picking up and I can feel some of that exhaustion coming in, I was, uh, up in the ante with the chew tablets in between the time I was taking the capsules. Um, I was drinking tailwind for my, uh, electrolytes. So I was doing a higher concentration of tailwind, um, and then eating every hour. Um, so I stayed bloated, you know, um, I was topping off my water more frequently as the daylight was coming in. So I didn't, because I front load a lot of hydration, hydration prior to, um, I was really good through the night and, um, minimized caffeine type stuff. So diuretics. Um, but I did have a couple cups of coffee through the duration of the run. Um, you know, cause we need the caffeine, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, my nutrition was on point and I varied it. Right. So the aid stations would have things like the one aid station had s'mores, which was amazing. 
Um, I mean, that would be cool. Right? Or sushi. They made some sushi rolls. Uh, no meat, but just rice and avocado. And then um, some cheese quesadillas or rice. They had tomato broth. They had other broths. They had hot chocolate. In the morning, they had chocolate chip pancakes and avocado toast. Um, so it's like trying to just keep it variable between like chips. So my salts, uh, ginger ales and pickle juice. Um, you know, so I was like, I never got hungry and I never was thirsty. Um, you know, and, and like those little things like eating every hour, front loading your electrolytes, those salt tabs are amazing. Um, and then just like varying, you know, what you're eating, you know, making sure you get a little bit of that protein in there, like peanut butter on a banana or, um, the cheese from a quesadilla, like you still need that protein. It's, it's not just about the carbs and the sugar out there, but it was on point. What did you eat in between aid stations? Uh, I took stuff with me. So, um, I actually didn't touch my own stuff out of my pack. I, I grabbed stuff at the aid station. So I would grab like a handful of the, the cheese quesadillas, um, or a couple of the pancakes. I definitely ate like fruit at the, uh, aid stations. Um, so I would take, and then at my, at, at, like we had our own little aid station set up at our truck. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I had lunch meat there. So I would take some of that and actually eat that while like leaving the, the, the truck. And then I would eat like the little quesadillas or the pancakes or, um, smashed potatoes. Oh, so good. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so I would just take stuff from the aid station because I carry a Ziploc bag just for that. Yeah. Uh, so I can take how, food with me. How far were the aid stations apart? About four or five miles. Oh, okay. So less than an hour, yeah. mostly an hour. Yeah. Over. Depending how fast you're moving. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, the one was dude. The, was your. Go ahead. Was your nap planned that nap you took? <laughs> it was ideal. <laughs> <laughs> so like when I had napped before the race, it was not good enough. And I was like, I really want to finish this strong. So like, you know, I was finishing my 40 and I still felt good. I would have had another fit, like, you know, 10 in me before like really starting to feel the exhaustion. But I was like, I really want to finish this strong. And so I was like, yeah, I'll nap. <laughs> do you so think that might have, do you think that might have started, you know, you started to recover then once getting back on the trail, your body was still recovering. Mm. Then that's when the heat exhaustion set in. No, I think my, I, I think what I should have done in, in rec, in ref, in looking back, I think what I should have done is cranked out another lap at night. And then, um, while it was colder and, uh, and then taking another nap. Cause I, I was the exhaustion. So it's not so much like a physical or mental exhaustion that I was feeling because I was feeling great. Um, but it's just that tiredness and knowing that I wanted to finish strong. And I, and I, me personally, like I'm a fighter and, um, and I'll fight through, you know, the soreness. Cause I, I know that once you start moving that lactic acid is going to start flushing again. So 
that recovery process is going to kind of set itself aside once you get moving and you start getting fluids back in you and start getting things moving again, uh, flushing through again. Um, that, that pain, pain, the recovery process is going to subside a little bit. I mean, you're going to be in recovery no matter what, um, you know, 15 minutes, your body starts to recover, um, after pausing from a, a workout. But, uh, I think what I, in reflection, I think had I gone another lap in the cold, I think the heat exhaustion, um, I would have been able to take it just a little bit slower, um, after the heat really started to pick up in the late afternoon and, um, been able to keep going through the night, um, to finish the distance. Did you have a time goal in mind? To finish. Just to finish. <laughs> just to finish. Cause it's my first, you know, like I didn't want to set, I do not want to put any pressure on myself. You know, I like never having been a part of this as a runner, never having uh, like attempted this distance. All I wanted to do was just be like, I did it. And that's it. So I, I was just wondering, cause you keep saying, you know, strong finish. Uh, so it sounds like you had something in mind, but if it was just a finish, uh, you could have just walked some. I, yes. And, and, oh, and I did, I mean, I walked, I walked <laughs> quite a bit, but, and, and what I mean by like strong finish is I wanted to finish like healthy. I mean, I keep reflecting oh, got back it, got it. first 50 miler when I was just absolutely miserable and screaming and crying and holding onto trees. <laughs> like I just want them to sweep me up. Like I didn't want to, I didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. Um, so like I, I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, if I nap, like I'm going to be in a better mood and, you know, and really still learning how to practice like mental presence on, on the trails, um, to not allow some of those self doubts to, to rise in within me. Um, so by napping, I'm allowed to giving myself that permission to just rest, rest my mind, kind of reset those processes. So when I get back out, I can just celebrate the fact that like, hell yeah, I just ran 40 miles. I took a two hour nap. I'm going to go out and I'm going to take some more miles and my body feels good, you know, and just find things to be grateful for, you know, and, and keep that flow going. I don't know if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, it makes sense. Yay. Was there ever a thought of uh, sitting at the aid station and getting yourself right before you go back out? You said it took a couple hours to get yourself back to where you needed to be. Was there ever a thought of going back going out back after your, I know like once oh. you sit there for a couple hours, you're like, no, I'm not going back <laughs> out. But <laughs> Oh, there, there was. Oh, I contemplated it. I, I full heartedly contemplated it. And, um, you know, and again, like I was, I was patient assessment on myself, yeah. um, you know, and, uh, and my best friend, she was, she was coming to my aid and just kind of like helping me, you know, body regulate and whatever. Um, every bit of me wanted to go cause I had the time and, uh, but there are some battles not worth fighting. No. Yeah. And you know, and I, I just, I don't want to fuck with heat exhaustion or heat stroke. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, and then the look in the look in Carrie's eyes, she's like, please don't, please don't push yourself too hard. Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you know, um, and, and the, the hundred's always going to be there, you yeah. know? 
for sure. So, uh, so I was like, you know what? I ran 70 today. Like, woo! so I can't, <laughs> I can't complain. <laughs> After you said you ran your eight, one of your eight or seven minute miles, you said you sat down on the curb and you kind of just broke down. What was, uh, what was kind of going through your mind? It just, you said it, that's when it kind of hit you mentally that, yeah, that that was, you know, that you took the DNF. Was that, uh, like what was going through that? It wasn't even that I took a DNF that like, that, that really like just came out. It was the emotions, like the aftermath. Right. So I, I don't come from an athletic family. I, I, oh no. You know, and I didn't play sports growing up. I mean, y'all heard that in the beginning, right? Like, played soccer when I was 13, like, woo, like real, real gung-ho there. Um, but like, you know, I, I don't come from a background of like athletes. And so here I am, I'm, I'm choosing this because I enjoy it and I enjoy it because what it brings within me and what it brings out of me. And, you know, I ran 70 miles over the weekend in, in one shot, you know, yes, I had a nap, but I mean, you're still yeah. <laughs> zooming mileage. Yeah. Right. And, um, and you know, I, I met this run group and my, my goal was like, all right, I need a recovery pace. So I was going to like, just totally chill. But then like the conversation I was having with Mike was like too good, not to like, let go, you know, whatever. And I just got lost in the moment. And so when I finally made it back to the run store and I sat down and I was like, I just ran 70 miles over the weekend. And I just ran sub eights for three and a half or, or uh, sub nines for the last three and a half miles. I ran three and a half miles in 30 minutes after running 70 miles over the weekend. Like, where is this coming from? You know, it's like, <laughs> I have never been that person. And I'm just like, I'm like so mind blown by what the body is physically capable of doing. And then on top of it, like completely erasing any thought of like, was I sore? I don't remember, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and like, it it all just hit me, you know, like I, I just ran the longest distance of my life and I'm sitting here four days later running sub nines. And feeling like I hadn't run a mile, you know? And I was like, what is going on? Like, I didn't know how to process it. Yeah. And I was just like overwhelmed with emotions. And it all just hit me that like, this all just happened. That's awesome. I have, I have dogs, <laughs> uh, delayed, <laughs> delayed onset mental soreness. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I've never heard that one before. <laughs> just coined it just now. Like fresh off nice. the press. Like that's the first time I said it. That's funny. <laughs> you need to make, you need to trademark that and make sure. Yeah. Need that to needs to be trademarked. Here's my C copyright. <laughs> well, you heard it first here on Golden Hour Adventures. So. <laughs> <laughs> so what's next on the dock? What you got? What are you thinking? You're going to go back uh, out in a month or two and try to tackle another hundred or what? You had a really I, good training run. You're ready for I it. I know, right? <laughs> right. Um, Might as well keep it going. That's what a friend of mine said. Like, oh, it's a really good training run. Um, you know, if he listens to this, hi, Ryan Ingram. Um, <laughs> he's out in Arizona. Um, but uh, yeah, I was eyeballing a hundred K in July. Um, don't know which one yet. Um, because I, I've only like decided that, well, might as well just do a hundred K in July. Um, okay. and then, um, but I am eyeballing, um, the mid state massive trail 100 
which is in, it runs from New Ipswich, uh, New or Ipswich, New Hampshire, down through central western Massachusetts. Uh, it's a point to point on the Mid-State Trail, and it is stunning. Uh, the first weekend of October, so the temps are cooler. Um, you know, and then for anybody who's ever been in the New England area, you know that like when fall starts to come in, like the colors are just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and I volunteered there last year. So I met a couple of folks and like the runners there, everybody was just so amazing. So it's, it's kind of hard to turn that one away. Um, the thought has crossed my mind to attempt another hundred this summer, since I'm already kind of built my base, um, and just ran a hundred K and then some, uh, <laughs> You know, or like 108k. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever <laughs> 70 miles equates to in case. Um, but uh, I had considered it. You know, looking at 100 in July, and I'm like, wow. Um, can I do this? You know, can it, am I smart to do this? Um, so I'll definitely be having that conversation with Aaron in the next couple days. Um, if not in the know, next 24 hours, I know what Aaron's going to say. Oh, yeah. We all know what he's going to say. You got this. Why are you yeah, doubting yourself? Yeah, yeah. You only live once. You might as well Yellow. start looking for him because that's what it's going to be. Yeah. You know, don't ask you. You're going to send me on these hiatus to run 100K with like 12,000 feet of gain, you know, the base elevation of five and a half K and average elevation of like eight and a half K, you know. Yeah, you know. We'll be nice and cool. <laughs> right, right. As I'm digging myself like out of the snow holes. <laughs> oh. So, what kind of gear are you using? Oh man! So my favorite shoes are all Ultra. Ultra, 100. Um, for the race, I ran in the Timps. Uh, prior to the race, I was breaking in my new Mont Blancs, which are absolutely amazing. Um. I have two pair of Olympus as well. Um, and then for the roads, I'm wearing the Torrens. Um, so for some of the cross training, uh, wearing the Torrens, but yeah, all ultra, um, in Jinji socks. Let me, let me put a highlight on some in Jinji socks because zero blisters, zero foot issues, maybe a little trench foot from the, uh, crossings, but no blisters. Um, I've never I wore... had success with Ninjinji. Oh, no. I, I wear toe socks, but I had to go to a different mm -hmm. company. They just, okay. I get holes all in them every time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And they work for some. I know yeah. um, when I no, started. I do wear toe socks and I love toe socks. I just, I oh, can't. Great. I just, Ninjinji, I don't know their durability with my feet. Yeah. It wasn't great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you found a pair that worked for you. Yeah. Um, And then for my shorts, I love them. They're my little short shorts from Wazelle. I think Wazel, Oizel. I don't even know how to pronounce I it. I can't say it right. Robbie knows that. I I butcher it every time. <laughs> oh, um, but they're Ocelli. my little three inch. They're they're my booty Ocelli. shorts. I call them because I only wear them when I run racing. So <laughs> I feel embarrassed to wear them any other time. But I need all the airflow in there. Um, <laughs> so they're my little three inch shorts um, from Wazel, and then um, I it was a variety of shirts. So like I wore just some tank, a tank top during the day with, um, a light windbreaker kind of jacket. And then during the night I was wearing, uh, a Brooks or an under armor, <clears throat> warmer shirts. Uh, and of course buffs, you know, and some gloves, um, just some fleece gloves to keep my hands warm. Um, but in the recovery process, actually, uh, 
I picked up some ghost leaves um, while at the race, uh, met the CEOs, um, Darren and Roy, phenomenal dudes. And um, the phenomenal product. I think, I think that is why I was running sub sevens on my eight hundreds, <laughs> you know, less than a week later. Cause like, I feel nothing in my legs now. I just like nothing, not an ache, not a sore, um, you know, they're kinesiology sleeves. So they're phenomenal. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, and then my back, my trail pack is a Nathan, um, love that thing. It, I think it's like an eight or a 12 liter pack. Um, but one and a half liters of water and it's plenty, plenty of space for everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, love the gear. So yeah, gears, gears always fun. Oh yeah. And my, my sports bra was Brooks. So she kept me, she kept me intact <laughs> um, and then anti-chafing man. I'm telling you squirrels, nut butter. What's oh, up? Man. I oh love man. They're the butter. best. Yes. They, all the are, they are perfect. I have so many little vials and jugs and whatever little sticks of theirs. Yes. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. I love squirrels nut butter. I did start using salty britches um, on my feet. I think they work really well on your feet, but okay. they are not, I cannot <laughs> use them for anywhere else. Like Ooh. it's like putting glue on your, your thighs. <laughs> really? So, squirrels nut butter is perfect for any kind of chafe area, but I did okay. like uh, salty britches for my feet. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have to keep salty britches. Aaron told me about salty britches. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll have to, I mean, I haven't had any issues thus far. Um, yeah. I've, I've been very blessed, not even a black toe yeah. nail. So I've been very blessed, um, to come away with all nine of my current toenails. So <laughs> <laughs> for all you runners out there, you get it. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I've actually never lost a toenail. I've never lost one. I don't know why, but never have lost one. Out. I know. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so, hey, who's somebody in your network that would be, you know, a fun interview for us to have on the show? I know so many people. It's terrible, isn't it? Um, you know, I, I, you know, I think it would, I don't, I know we talked about this before I even came on and I didn't even do my research and slash homework. So I get it. This is my second F in a week. No, that's um, fine. <laughs> that's cool. You can just get you get back to us later. Yeah, you I'm gonna have to. It's like I want to make sure I give you the name of somebody, you know, like that that not only because I don't want you guys to like lose listeners um after me. Um because <laughs> you're gonna lose all your <laughs> listeners after this in um airs. Um, because they're gonna be like, who the hell is this broad and safe and Doms and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> talking about nine toenails and watering bushes and um you know and like I I wanna I want you guys to you know get the best benefit you know and um you know somebody who can bring livelihood to your cast because you know like the hell would it I mean it's what casts are for like let's let's bullshit you know yeah. <laughs> so um. I'm, I'm going to get back to you. So I'm going to take, uh, I'm going to use a lifeline and take my F on this one. So a second right. DNF. We'll give we... you that DNF. We'll give you that. 
Hey, so we'll give you a, a second to uh, to shout out whoever you want to shout out. If you have, uh, if you're an ambassador for anyone, or where can people find you? I know you're you're kind of a ghost on social media, but there is some some places that you exist. So yeah, go ahead and well, shout out or. Yay! Yeah. Well, first of all, I exist in person. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I've only I, uh, ever seen a box, so I don't know. A little oh, box yeah. screen. <laughs> you know, a little screen. A little Zoom um, box. So I'm actually out here in um, New Smithville, Pennsylvania. So it's out by Hamburg, PA. So anybody listening and you're out this way, like you can find me on Twitter, Natasha Swartley. You can find me on LinkedIn because I'm real professional, real professional. <laughs> um, same thing, Natasha Swartley. Um, I'm going to first shout out. So I just picked up a partnership with ghost sleeves. Um, so please shout out, you know, uh, you can, uh, I can get you a discount code 15%. Just, um, you know, if you're interested in purchasing them or, uh, interested in like getting information on them, reach out to me. Um, discount code is my name, Natasha Swartley. Um, highly suggest it. It's great to prevent injury than it is to recover from injury. Um, so, and that's what these kinesiology sleeves do is they help you with prevention. So you can go further, faster with your ghost sleeves. Um, I like then, that pitch. <laughs> what? You had that pitch down. <laughs> I, I literally just vomited that out of my mouth. So, um, <laughs> go with ghost sleeves. Um, then, uh, but I definitely want to, I've got a long list. So Carrie and Jeff, love you guys. Um, so glad that you guys could be there, um, run your races, but be there with me during the course of my, my first hundred attempt. It was so great to see you guys at the BTR. Um, Chris and Beth Ann, they were also at the BTR. If you guys listen to this, love you guys. Can't wait to see you again. Um, to all the runners that were out there, dude, fantastic job. Uh, I know one dude completed 270 miles in the four day epic wow. run. Wow. Um, then, uh, Lewis love you, bro. Can't wait to see you next month. Um, I'll be up there. Uh, you know, I'm, I, I actually am going to be working as staff with Lewis Escobar up in, uh, Vermont, setting up the blood root ultra next month. So for all the runners coming up to that, I can't wait to see you guys. It's going to be a great race. Um, and then um, to, you know, to, to the, all my gear, you know, all the folks that, that make all this gear, I, I can't do this hobby without great gear. So super shout out to Altra, you know, in Gingy, Buff. Um, I wore the Trex um, headsets, Aftershocks. Um, and then uh, Under Armour, Wazelle, all you guys, just absolutely phenomenal gear. Zach Friedley and um, his crew, what an amazing group of athletes. Um, super proud of everybody there. And, um, Aaron, Stacy, my coach, right. Um, <laughs> thank you, dude. I cannot say enough. Thank you. You know, you have gotten me, um, so much further in my running career than I ever imagined in my life. Um, never imagined myself running a mile, let alone a 5k, let alone attempting a hundred. Um, so, and finally to you guys really appreciate you reaching out to me, um, you know, inviting me to be on this. Like, uh, it's <laughs> really hope you don't lose any lose like listeners <laughs> because of me. Um, they're going to go off and like, you're going to hear people talking about like Dom's delayed onset of mental soreness or whatever I said, um, you know, and, and all these like weird things and being proud to water bushes. And, um, 
but no, for real, like really appreciate it. Uh, I'm super stoked to be here, Justin, Robbie. Like I, I really have to catch up on your podcast too after I'm done. <laughs> one I'm on right now. At least, at least um, owe us that. I do, I do. <laughs> well, and a name, and, and a name. name. <laughs> that might be your third, third DNF. Third DNF in the week. <laughs> um, but no, truly, thank you guys. I really appreciate you having me on, and and it's a true honor to be here. And and thank you. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for coming yeah, thank on. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Great story. Um, hopefully, we get some some good laughs out of it. So, I mean, yeah. it felt like it was fun. Oh yeah, it was a blast. <laughs> Maybe I, I missed one that. more thing. How how do you spell your last name so people can use that code? Oh yeah. So um, full name N A T A S H A S W A R T L E Y. All righty. Sweet. Cool. Well, thanks again. Oh, thank you.